Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. What has 10 beady eyes, a handful of whiskers, weighs about three pounds, and lives in a cage? Five bunnies. Little tiny bunnies. Yes. Don't eat. How many times have you had to feed them? I don't know how, and I can't. I don't have 45 minutes to bottle feed five babies. Well, you have to bond with them, too, to settle them down. No. So am I ever going to be allowed to mow again? Absolutely not. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I'm talking about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to Fireproof Your Finances. I am your host, Michael Markey, with me today, as she was last week. Hi, everyone. And the week Only before, last week. And the week before. And the week before that. It's like a bad cold and that won't week- leave you alone. Excuse you. <laughs> That was not nice. Well, Mrs., you probably would have just put the rabbits back, wouldn't you? I would have. Their mother is looking for them. Oh, back up the guilt train, will you? All right, before we get into anything, tell everyone what we're talking about. Apparently, my mowing skills are not good enough, and Mike did not like that we had a slight field out by the woods by our house. It's by the woods. It's no big deal. It doesn't matter if it's knee-deep. We it's had by the woods. people coming over for Father's Day. Okay. And this is the first year we've been, this is going to sound bad, but first year we've been actually mowing. In the past, we had a company come out and mow. Kind of. Well, I think they got frustrated that it only needed like once a month. Right. So they just stopped coming because well, our lawn is horrible. Well, we had a difference of opinion. I didn't see why I should water the lawn for them to come mow it more often. Right. Now, I know a lot of people listening are probably lawn fanatics we're in the woods. Nobody can see our house. Nobody can see our lawn. Right. We don't care. And the deer are going to dig it up anyway. And the Great Dane. Yes. And apparently, bunnies. Bunnies. So, mm. Michael decided to mow the field, which isn't legit grass. It's like the tall, like, field grass out by the woods that nobody cares about. And he comes inside five minutes after he's out there with a tiny bunny in his hands. And he goes, look at what I stepped on. No, I didn't step on that one. I just found that one. Okay, well, whatever. Look at what I found. And our oldest is standing there going, can we keep it? And I'm like, Not only the oldest. Well, the other two came running in, jumping up and down. And I was like, no, this is not happening today. Nope. It ended up in a box. Five minutes later, I'm upstairs throwing laundry in and I hear this, Hon, honey, we got a problem. 
Now, what did you think the problem was? I Something with the pool. I don't know, because that thing's been leaking. Right. I don't know. The bane to my existence, the pool. Right. Or a kid cut a finger off. I don't know. You That's... thought it was pool or missing limb? Right. Yeah. Like, well, that's the two. Fall out of tree, break a leg, shoulder surgery, knee <laughs> surgery. I mean, still, that was your range. Yes. The pool needs more water, or somebody lost a appendage. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so I'm like, what? Well, you got to come down here and see. Trudge down the stairs. Mike has three more bunnies, and our oldest has another one, and they're looking at me with these big puppy dog eyes, like. The bunnies are us. Can we keep them? <laughs> okay. Now, we went on Facebook and it kind of, that went a bad direction fast. Half the people say, you got to put them back, otherwise they're dying. Half the people saying, don't put them back. Because you already touched them and the mom's <clears throat> not going to take care Which, of them. Which, that part is a myth. But in the area they're at, I mean, we've got hawks, we've got owls. We've, we've got, got a 200-pound dog. Yeah, he has spent every about a half hour a day every day over there now yes and he's good with them while they're with us right or but even if they weren't it would be a problem i think even if they were on the floor he's fine because mm-hmm. he knows that it's like touch part. and you will be a dead dog now our 13 year old english mastiff looks at him like she got off the floor real fast when one of those little suckers escaped she acts like she's an invalid and can't move and oh I've got arthritis and then the little, second you pull out a treat or a rabbit hits the floor she like, is I'm up awake and moving all right so yes we have now entered the world of foster bunny parents and they are eating out of a bottle that I refuse to do but they they are cute yes they are <laughs> all right well bless you thank you Sorry. Tell our listeners, what are they going to learn today? Other than bunnies are cute and they take a lot of work and you can't always put them back. Right. Um, the college forgiveness plan. Right. Is it really going to work? Or is it actually free? Right. So <clears throat> I got asked to go back on Fox. And I think, well, by the time this show airs, I've already been on because it's going to yes. be Friday and this won't air till Saturday. Right. But I'm going on to talk about an article I wrote here. Well, how long ago? About a month ago. Yeah. And it was for an insurance publication called Insurance Newsnet Magazine. You did want to send it to Forbes and they said no. No, I did send it to Forbes. And they said no. Well, again, they've asked me to write and I sent this to them and I thought, well, it's about personal finance. Right. And I got back this. Yeah, it's a little too political. Right. We can't irritate the donors. I guess. So my whole point, though, is, is it really free? Of course it's not. Now, give you the premise or some of the details. So Bernie Sanders running for president, he says it'll cost, his estimate in 2016 was that it would cost about $70 billion. And you called him Santa Claus. Uh, yes, that might be where I lost Forbes. Right. When I compared Bernie wanting to give everyone things for free, like Santa Claus. Correct. Anyway. So he says it'll cost $70 billion. But here's one of the things. They estimate the number of kids or young adults that are going to, that would be affected by this, that would actually use the free college um, option. Yeah, that would qualify. Right. So as of 2018, this was kind of my opinion here or what I wrote. 
as of 2018, there are 14.8, let's call it 15 million public college students. But Sanders' estimate excludes some of the students due to their income. So if they make too much, if their parents make too much, they're excluded because they can afford to pay for it. Correct. So that left about 12 million students that are in public universities. But here's the thing. If private suddenly, or I'm sorry, if public suddenly became, quote unquote, free. Yeah. Why wouldn't some people that are going to public decide, I just did that wrong. If yeah. public becomes free, why wouldn't some people who are going private decide to go public? Well, they would. How does that not make common sense to a politician when they're writing their estimates that, you know what, if we make one free and the other one's unaffected, hmm, some people will choose to go to public that otherwise wouldn't have. Correct. Like my analogy was, and I'm going to try to clean it up, um, but was that if Pepsi became half the price of Coke, there would be some Coke drinkers who chose to become Pepsi, Pepsi. users. Correct. And it's I more so about the caffeine for them than the taste. And I think I lost Forbes there when I made an analogy about Charlie Sheen and his love of Coca-Cola. Right. If I didn't lose it with Santa Claus, I definitely lost it with my Charlie Sheen analogy. Yes. Reference, not analogy, reference. Right. So if anything, comparative became much cheaper, it's going to swing some of the consumers from one to the other. Yes. That's just easy. Like That makes common sense. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the other thing, though. College has the promise of, I mean, the, the promise of college is a life of higher earnings, right? Yes. You get the degree and those who walk into a job, those with that degree on paper versus those who not are more likely to get the job or start out at a higher rate. So if you're somebody who's, I don't know, what did I write here? If you're, if you're adjusted gross income, so I looked at IRS data. Now, the most recent data we can get is from 2016. If their adjusted gross income was less than 20000 isn't it likely that some of those people might start going to college because they go, I'm making less than 20 grand, but if I had a college degree, I'd probably make more than 20. Right. So there are 21 million returns or filers between the ages of 26 and 65, mm -hmm. making less than 20 grand. You don't think some of those people would suddenly decide that they want to go, you know, that they would try out college because it's free? Absolutely. So here was my... Here was my thought. If one third of those that are going to private and paying for it decide to go public because it's free, and one third of those filers that are making less than 20,000 who are older than 26, so they're probably not in college. That was my thought. If you're less than 26 making less than 20 grand, maybe you're in college. Mm -hmm. And if you're, and then I did younger than 65 because I don't know, 65 just seems like a good number. Okay. If one third of that group were to go into public school, public university, because it was now free, that cost is no longer $70 billion. Mm -hmm. It's $121 billion. That's a big jump. It's a huge jump. When you talk about that we're already have deficit spending of $500 billion a year, you're adding, you know, you're, you're adding 24%. Right. And then let's take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to jump into if that's what it would cost, how much would the average person have to work in their life to pay for that in additional tax? Because you're going to pay for it somewhere. Right. And then well, let's go into Elizabeth Warren, who wants to not necessarily do free college, but she wants to pay off college. Okay. And does this mean that these presidential candidates, does it mean that they really don't believe in their economic growth plans? Hmm. Because here's my teaser, I guess. 
if they really believed in their economic growth plans, wouldn't additional wages be better than paying for college? Yes. And how much would somebody have to work, instead of how much would the average American have to work to pay for this tax, how much does somebody actually have to work just to pay for student loans? Hmm. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11.20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon Muskegon first at united.com. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com. Welcome back, everybody, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. So, because you were a little long-winded, don't let's forget dive to tell, right back into it. Don't forget to tell them how to find us on Twitter. At Fireproof Show on Twitter. Dot. Twitter. Dot. Twitter. Com. <laughs> and we want to thank our sponsors. I don't think we've done a very good job of that lately, but... Just as a quick shout out, we love flying Muskegon. We really do, actually. It's yeah. very cool. Actually, I'm kind of jealous. My secretary has to go to San Antonio for her, her daughter's graduating from the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And they decided to fly out of Muskegon. And I was like, oh, you're going to love it. <laughs> and she just kind of looked at me funny. And I was like, never mind. We have a weird sense of like excitement to fly out of there. Yeah, I don't know what it is. but I just like the people and I like the small line and I like yeah. it all. And then again, thank you to Global Auto Works. Mm -hmm. They do a phenomenal job. Yes. Even when I argue with them, they prove me wrong, but they do so nicely. <laughs> and you argue with them a lot, so I'm surprised I they still do put up not. with you. All right, going back to free college. Bottom line, this $70 billion turns out to be $120 billion. I don't think that surprises anybody. It's not going to be free. Right. But I then picked on, I shouldn't say picked on, I went through that IRS data and found people making between forty and 80000 Okay. Okay. And let's just use an average of 60. That was 25%, okay. by the way, of all IRS filers making between 40 and 80. Okay. And they pay for 11% of the total federal taxes. So if I it just said, if they, if that group, that's that's like the everyday American, right? 60 grand? Yes. Filer, so that can be a household too, by the way. That's not just Correct. a single person. So they, if they pay for 11% of the $121 billion of free college, mm -hmm. they got to pay $13.3 billion as a group. Okay. And that's annually. Oh. And so that turns out to be $755 per return. So that doesn't sound like a big deal. But some returns are single. Some are joint. Right. IRS estimated that 56% are joint. I'm going to skip to the end because we got a lot of stuff we, we want to do. I, I figured out through this article, average hourly wage, all that stuff. Okay. Right. And how, how many hours you're going to have to work to quote unquote pay for this. And then I said over the next 30 years, so you're working life. Right. And I adjusted the number of hours you're going to have to work for the fact that college costs have historically outpaced uh, cost the consumer price index. Mm -hmm. And by the way, wages haven't kept up with the consumer price index. So I got the inflation to college tuition that's exceeded it. Wages have, you know, not met it, 
but I, I used a two to five ratio, which is just the difference between CPI and tuition. Okay. Okay. And what it turns out is the average American, that uh, that average filer, which sometimes is joint, sometimes is single, making 60 grand, they got to work 4,000 hours. That's 4, a lot. 4,000 hours over their expected work life to pay for this free college. Right. It's two years. That's a lot. Two years. And you know what's funny here? And this is probably the third place where I lost Forbes. I then said, you know, what if Bernie Sanders said every 18-year-old needed to go into the U.S. military? It was mandatory. They had to serve a two-year, I almost said sentence. Wow. <laughs> two-year. say that. Well, I guess it, in this case, but two-year. Uh, term. Tour, tour. Tour, yes. Tour, term. They go on tour. Usually it's duty. four, but two years. Two years of active duty. Would most millennials, would most people arguing for free college agree with that? No, absolutely not. Now make it worse. Two years of duty, tour, whatever. Active service for free. Definitely not. No pay. None. You would not have any supporters behind that. Everyone would say that's unconstitutional. Oh, can you make somebody work for free? Huh. That's exactly what you're asking everyday Americans to do with this free college plan. Right. You want them to work for two years for free. And you know the other thing that got me? We do, by the way, have free health care available in this country and free college. Mm -hmm. It's called the U.S. military. Right. You can go serve. And you know what? It does come with some benefits. You get to travel a lot. Right. It comes get... with some disadvantages. Right. If, I'm being if we're at a time of I'm being, trouble. I'm obviously being facetious. Right. But we do have opportunities for free college. So moving on, though. So the average American is going to work if, in that case, in Bernie Sanders' plan. And I'm not being political here. It's just, I don't know of a Republican that's saying, make college free. Right. Now, Elizabeth Warren has big, been a big proponent of it lately, too. Did you see her She's plan? Not even lately, like the last 10 years. Now, did you see her plan? Um, Not really, no. She wants to, I think, make college free again and also eliminate $50,000 of student loan debt for those who already have it. Yes, I've heard more about her student loan debt elimination, forgiveness, yeah. forgiveness, whatever, what have you, than her college plan. Now, you looked it up. Yes. How um, much is the average person, what's the average student loan debt that's being carried? According to CNBC, the average, and I believe this is from last year, so I apologize, it's not current. Um, class of 2018 took out student loans graduating with an average debt balance of $29,800. I wish. That's up almost... Almost two, three grand. Almost three grand from 2017. 2017 was 26,900. Okay, what's the payment? Did it say? Um, average student loan payments are somewhere between two and three hundred dollars. I get it. A month. Big, that, and that's horrible. That's horrendous. I or, wish. Or <laughs> is it? You'll hear. You'll be told that it prevents this generation from buying homes. It prevents them from starting families. It prevents them from buying cars. It prevents them from consumerism. Mm, I love math because we're going to prove that wrong here in a minute. Let's take our last break and then we'll be right back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. 
Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. Retirement today looks much different than it has in the past, but it doesn't have to. New Generation Retirement Planning offers a holistic approach to preparing for your golden years. You are invited to a complimentary Social Security workshop to learn how you can utilize this holistic approach to retirement planning. For times, location, and to reserve your seat at one of these workshops, call Legacy Financial Network at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to learn more. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts. It really always is our pleasure, and I can't say it enough. It goes by too quickly. I do look forward every week to getting into the studio with you, with you all, with you, Vanessa. Yeah. And everybody else. Yes. So back to student loans. Okay. So Elizabeth Warren says she wants to, again, I believe do free college as well as debt forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Now she's going to do it with that asset or net worth tax um, of the 2% over a billion, 3% over something. I don't remember. Which we've talked about that before to be honest but that's not it up it's not even going to be enough to light a candle to what people um, owe i saw a report that said yes it would cover it that her plan would cost 100 that can't be right i was going to say health care was the one that it wasn't going to touch never mind but that's not the point of our argument right Right. now the point is is our student loans as debilitating as what you're being told the average payment was what Two to three hundred dollars. Now you looked up what an Uber or Lyft driver makes. According to statistics, on average, Uber touts that their drivers make about twenty-five dollars an hour. Lyft touts thirty to thirty-five dollars an hour. But then we saw one report that in Detroit, I think it was eight dollars and seventy-five cents an hour. So, which I'm not surprised. I don't think I'd hop into an Uber in Detroit. Right. <laughs> Sorry. So let's go with this though. Let's say it could be as low as after expenses, five five bucks an hour. Okay. So you're not even making minimum wage. Okay. And as high as fifteen bucks an hour after expenses. Okay. I, I think I'm being really low. Generous. Really low. Okay. But that would mean at five bucks an hour. And again, I, I don't even think I'm being right there, but you'd have to work forty hours a month additional. Right. To pay for your student loans. Okay. So there are 30 days in the month. This isn't like a normal part-time job where you have to do a shift of four hours. You can turn the thing on and turn it off. Right. So we're talking about if you did it three days a week, that would be 12, 15 times. You'd have to do it like three hours a day. A shift. Right. About three times a week. Right. And boom, college is paid for. Not really that big of a deal. Now, that's at $5 an hour net of expenses using Detroit. Right. If you that's get, like worst case scenario. If you get $15 an hour, which is lower than what Uber and Lyft are both suggesting. Correct. I'll bet you that's lower than what they would say you would make if you were doing a shipped shopper. Right. At $15 an hour net of expenses. Oh, absolutely. With shipped shoppers. based. I mean... You can tip your shipped shopper too. 
Right. And obviously not everybody's like us, but I almost tipped them like a restaurant. They just went shopping for I'm me. aware, Gloria Vanderbilt. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, I mean, you could even pick to tip them $20. Well, Most of well, the time, they're not even at the store for an hour. Hey, rabbit hole. I'm with you. I hey, agree. Just so saying. if we get it up to $15 an hour and I use the higher amount, it's $300 a month. Okay. It's 20 hours. Right. 20 hours. What is that? You know, if you worked five hours a quote unquote shift, four times a month. That's every other weekend. Four times a month. Yeah. Eight hours every other weekend. Right. Or one half day every weekend. And I'm not, you know, is that cool? Am I saying, oh yeah, just go work another job. No, that wouldn't be any fun. No, it wouldn't. But here's on the flip side. Most of the kids that I know that I went to college with already work 50 plus hours a week anyway. So you're taking your 40 hours okay, for your but, regular job. On, but what if they work 50 or 60? Adding another 20, is that going to be fun? No, it's not. But that's the reality of what you signed up for. Correct. And further, here's what hits me. Say it's $300 a month. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, these poor kids, it's $300 a month. Are you honestly telling me? Think about what you're saying. You're saying that a college degree does not increase their wages by the amount of their student loan payment. You're telling me that a $300 or a $500, make it $800 a month, yeah. isn't paid for by the additional wages they earn from that college degree. Seriously. It absolutely does cover that. There was a time in this country when you wanted more, when you wanted upward mobility, you wanted to change the class that you were in. You wanted to have opportunities available to yourself, your family, your kids that you didn't otherwise have. And you know what you did? You worked for it. You You got a second ask for a handout you got a second job yes you took a third job yes when did that become second class when did that become not admirable when did that become a failure why is it that we're arguing like elizabeth warren argues for corporate responsibility but no one is sitting here going what about personal responsibility Right. Did you know you were going to have to pay these dollars back when you graduated? Or worse, did you know that even if you didn't graduate, you were still going to have to pay this money back? Yes. You knew that. Yet you took the money. Right. You know, probably sounding harsh. You are. You went off on a tirade, but that's okay. But it's not. It's, you know, the cool thing about this country is... There are opportunities everywhere for upward mobility if you're willing to take them. But you know what? As I said, and I only got a minute left, I'll bet. Here's my my point, though, that this free college shows that both Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and anybody else who says free college, they don't believe in their economic plans. Because if they believed in their economic plans, if they believed in their economic, you know, stimulus, not necessarily putting money in the economy, but if they believed that their economic plans were to we're going to grow the economy and we're going to grow wages you wouldn't need to pay for college because if they could just raise the wages that everyone was earning college would be paid for right 
tell you what, the way to change, you know, the gap between low class and high class and make, make a middle class is to make a demand for everyone's time. If your time is in demand, wages will follow. Look at North Dakota, where they have all the oil demand. Mm-hmm. Remember a couple years ago what you could make going to McDonald's? Wasn't it like 15, 16 bucks an hour when no one else was getting paid anywhere near that? Yeah, probably. Why? Because they couldn't get enough people. Right. Create enough jobs that you can't get enough people to fill it. And guess what happens to wages? They increase. They go through the roof. Welcome to construction right now. Right. Yet everybody's too good for construction. Yeah, because I got, I got a degree. Why would I do that? I'll bet you're right, right there. If you want to pay your student loan, they can't get enough laborers, can they? No, nope. And I'll bet you if you taught yourself and got enough skills, you'd be able to even find something that was part-time. You could go on one of those like um, websites that you can do the odd jobs for people. Yeah. It's not fun work. It's hard. I won't tell you. It's hard, but you get paid for it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's called... Simple. Personal responsibility. That's all the time we have for today. We want to thank you guys for joining us. Till next week, we are your hosts. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finance. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.